0: We're all missing travel right now, but you know what else we're missing? Getting more. With Priceline, you can save up to 60% on your favorite hotels, and you can also get exclusive deals on car rentals and flights. And when you save more, you can do more. More? Wow. Mmm. And yes! Priceline knows that every trip is a big deal. So when you're ready to book your next one, visit Priceline.com for the easiest way to get more out of it. And don't forget to download the Priceline app for even more savings. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough and the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support because we know you have people depending on you, so you can always depend on us. Call, Clickranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Finally, it has happened. Steve Cohen is the owner of the New York Mets franchise. He got the votes. From the MLB owners, he got Bill de Blasio to finally step out of the way. And the Wilpons are gone. And a quick uh, thank you to Fred Wilpon, not Jeff Wilpon, in Steve Cohen's opening statement and a nod to free agency beginning on Sunday night. What a time to be a fan of the New York Mets. Those are words that I never thought. I would get to say, in the near future as I sit here. I'm your host, Connor Rogers, joined, as always, by my co-host, Joe DeMeo. And this is the first emergency pod, the first emergency edition of the That's So Mets podcast. And we are so excited to be able to do one of these because this is a turning point for a franchise that desperately needed this right now. They needed that influx of cash. They needed somebody that cares about this franchise, that wants to bring it back to Let's be real. Uh, consistent spending, competitive nature across all areas of baseball. I'm gonna stop talking. I'm gonna let <laughs> my co-host jump in here, Joe. I have to ask it. How are we feeling today?
1: Today is uh, pretty amazing. I mean, it's it's a day that is kind of unlike any day that I've had as a Mets fan. I mean, I wasn't alive in 1986. Certainly wasn't alive in '69. I have no World Series wins under my belt as a fan. I saw a couple World Series. I saw some good things happen. I saw a ton of bad things happen. And those days are dead and gone. It is finally Steve Cohen time. It is a new era is ushered in. He went through the MLB approval process. Basically, without much issue, he got 26 of the 29 votes. So... Jerry Reinsdorf and what other whatever other two owners he was able to recruit, Steve Cohen's coming for that ass. (laughs) And yes. yes, So that's I mean, you you're messing with the wrong guy. And I have a beer here. Uh, I got my pointing man shirt on, $140 million statue that you know he's gonna replicate in free agency. I got my Mets hat on. You know, I, I couldn't be more proud today to be a fan of the New York Mets. And, you know, obviously there's no guarantees on winning this or winning that, but you knew you weren't going to win with the oil ponds. That just wasn't going to happen. They didn't have the money to do this. They couldn't afford it. They were, they were drowning in debt, and Stevie Cohen has come from Wall Street to save us, and if you are a Mets fan and you are not ecstatic right now, I don't know what would ever make you happy.
0: Man, I mean, you sit here. This is a New York guy, right, that said it himself. And it's no BS. It is legit as it they come. He is a lifelong Mets fan. His family are lifelong Mets fans. He's one of us. And... You could see it in the statement when he said, with free agency starting Sunday night, we will be working towards a quick close. Let's go Mets. This is this team is going to be active in free agency. Now, I'm not saying they're going to go sign every guy that needs a $200 million contract, but there's been a lot of news this week in baseball, Joe, of guys that are being put on waivers, guys that are having their options declined, that really have no business going to the free agency market right now The market's getting better, and in a way that, sure, we couldn't possibly predict all of the names, but I think it's pretty obvious out there that budgets are going to be tough around the league for a lot of teams, and sure, Steve Cohen did spend a lot of money to buy this team, a team that was $400 million in debt, but he's coming in, he's donating money obviously for projects in New York City, he's rescinding the pay cuts for New York Mets employees. Those will be done, I believe, You know, in November. They'll be taken back, and they're up to 30% pay cuts. He's coming in with a different kind of dollar, and it is going to translate to a lot of moves. While I do think this team lands a star or two this year, I could see one in a trade, one in free agency. I think the most important thing in all of this, outside of building the front office, adding to the analytics department, all of those things, I think they can own the middle-tier market to build this bullpen, to find a number three or a number four starter, to build a bench, things like that, Joe, is something that's not being talked about enough that is going to be very, very vital in these next few months under Steve Cohen's ownership.
1: They are going to clean up the middle of this market, 100%. It's Sandy Alderson will be super happy to operate there, and he'll be ready to make you know the big splash when the time comes to make the big splash. But guys like Brad Hand getting waived, a legitimate high quality major league closer being waived because he was going to make 10 million dollars this year. 10 million on a bucks. winning team. On a winning team. It makes it doesn't make much sense, but that just shows where the finances are going to be this winter for most teams in baseball. Mets ain't most teams in baseball no more. You know, they're going to be cleaning up this market. It doesn't mean they're going to sign Brad Hand. I mean, maybe they do, but maybe they don't, but those kind of guys, Brad Hand getting waived Charlie Morton, Connecticut guy. Like, maybe he's a guy that you say, oh, we're going to bring Marcus Stroman back, and we're going to sign Charlie Morton. Bam. There's your two starters that you really need to go into opening day. And then you can move on to center field, catcher, Francisco Lindor. Um, all these things. Like, the options are endless. And like you said, he's not going to sign everybody. It's not like he's going to go sign George Springer, JT Realmuto, Stroman and 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 just, you know, go crazy. That's that's not how this is going to work. But there is nothing that would be a financial object anymore. And that's Man. that's what that's what's most important. And right now, you know, buckle in, strap yourself in real tight cuz the next couple weeks are going to be bananas. And it's not gonna, you know, be probably too much on the field because I do think it's going to be a slow-moving free agent market this year. But you know, you'll see some additions. I mean, they made a couple claims today on a smaller level, uh, Nick Shropiano and Jacob Barnes. So they added a couple arms on waivers today. But the next couple weeks is going to be about, like you said, building up this front office. Who is going to be the day-to-day baseball operations guy? Is there going to be two of them that kind of split the duty? Uh, how's this analytics department going to get shaken out? When are they going to make a decision on Brody Van Wagenen? Are they going to add to the scouting department? Are they going to re- you know take from the scouting department? Like the next couple weeks, it's going to be it's going to be going. And so if you're like me and like Connor into the organizational building and everything like that, the next couple weeks is going to be fun as hell. Like, I can't wait. Like, who is going to be running the Mets under Steve Cohen? Like, it's a dream here that we have this guy owning this team. And I can't wait to see what's next. And, you know, they'll, they'll hop right into this. I mean, him and Sandy, as you reported, what, three weeks before it actually became official, as you were saying on the podcast, that Sandy was coming back. Steve Cohen and Sandy have been planning this thing out for two months. They're ready to go. So, you know, once this deal officially closes, which I anticipate probably early next week. I know Cohen's talking about free agency Sunday and we'll close it quick. Uh, So it's possible it doesn't close until the beginning of next week. But that's like buying a house. When you buy a house, you pay the money for it. You have the house, but you just have a date of closing. So he's ready to go and they're they're not gonna you know day one of free agency it's not like football you know you're not gonna see day one all of a sudden bang george springer's a man like it doesn't work that way in baseball so you have some time but this deal is done done there's nothing left to do except literally have a closing signing of papers and then an opening press conference where steve cohen can answer all the media questions uh That all should transpire next week, you know, and hey, on this podcast, we've been telling you for weeks here that this was going to be done by the end of October and tomorrow is Halloween. So we beat the end of October. Uh, This was not going to last until the middle of November, late November, like people seem to speculate. This was always going to be done around this time and it's done, done. The city approved it. Everything's done. There's nothing else to worry about except the Mets are back.
0: Oh, and how dramatic it was. You have to laugh at the theatrics of whether it's A-Rod's group behind the scenes or whether it's Bill de Blasio, you know, not wanting Steve Cohen here or that the owner, he won't get approved by the owners. Then everybody knew he'd get approved by the owners. It was he won't get approved Uh, by the city with Bill de Blasio and the lease agreement signed over and and all of these things. And here we are sitting here the day before Halloween, which happens to be in October, the Friday that we've all been waiting for with this vote. And it seems like everything's moving right along. So you have to laugh at how much drama there has been built into this. I can't imagine what it's going to feel like for not just Mets fans, but Steve Cohen, moving his shit in, right? Walking in there and be like, hey, I own the place now. Brody, probably gone, honestly, just sitting here knowing what I know. Brody will be out and Sandy will run things and, you know, they'll look for somebody that is a serious, serious baseball decision decision maker to either, you know, work under Sandy for a little bit or, you know, to hold that GM role and a lot of different things like that. Those things will come in due time. And like you said, Joe, free agency in baseball is not like the midnight strike or 4 p.m. strike that it is in the NFL where all these agreements have already been made, uh, you know, off the record weeks before uh, at the NFL Combine. It's, it's going to take a while for things to unfold. But I will sit here and tell you right now, this team is going to be active. They are going to explore the trade market. They have the cash flow to go trade and sign a Francisco Lindor to go out and get a JT of Muto to be the starting catcher for the next four to five years. You know, I, the Bauer market is, is very, very interesting, and we don't know how that's going to shake out and, and what kind of deal he's looking for, how interested a, an old-school kind of guy, Sandy, will be in a character that is Bauer. But, man, you know, get that qualifying offer out to Marcus Stroman. Look at a Charlie Morton. I'd rather see this rotation uh, be pretty deep next year because it was not obviously this year and it was the Achilles heel of this franchise and I think that man it just doesn't get more exciting than this right you look at it and it's like if you had a checklist of all the problems that have constantly dragged the Mets down pulled the Mets down year after year it seems like Steve Cohen is coming in to push all those away I mean you even see someone like Mike Piazza tweeting how excited he is for Steve Cohen to own the team. Noah Syndergaard coming out and basically throwing a Jeff Wilpon under the bus and saying, hey, you know, new ownership, Bobby Axelrod, all we ask is to be treated like people, not objects. And I think when you look at things like that, it brings a different energy, right? Like if you're in Noah Syndergaard or a Michael Conforto and you're consulting with your agent, as you should, you might be sitting here with a Wilpon regime and going, hey, these guys are going to lowball me, and more importantly, I want to win in my prime. I don't know if this is the place that's for me because funds are always an issue and ownership is is not treating us how we want to be treated. That's gone. All of that's gone. This is not something that solves one problem. This is hitting a domino and knocking all of the problems down. And I think as a Mets fan, I mean... It is great for the Mets fan. It is great for the city of New York. It's phenomenal for the Mets franchise. You're going to see alumni coming back and being proud to be associated with the Mets. And quite ultimately, and I know other fans probably don't want to hear this, it's really good for baseball. It really is. You need another big spending villain team that has some flair, that has some attitude, that plays in the Big Apple that is ready to invest in the borough of Queens, that's ready to bring a winner. I mean, look at New York sports right now. The Jets and Giants are a disgrace. The Knicks and Nets, I mean, sure, the Nets have been, I guess, one example of a little better, but they're not a powerhouse New York brand. The Knicks are a well-known disaster. I mean, hockey... You know, things are going in the right direction for the Rangers and Islanders, but they're not bringing home Stanley Cups. This city needs a winner. And yeah, you have the Yankees, but the divide between Yankees and Mets fans, this can create a special energy that, quite frankly, for a sport that needs an injection of excitement right now, you have this city rivalry growing, you have an NL team like the Mets that are, you know... An, a lot of people call them the East Coast Dodgers. Whatever you want to say, all I know is it is good for baseball to have this money coming in and having a franchise that quite simply should have the kind of cash around it, and it hasn't for over a decade now, getting this influx, getting a new energy, and it's great, great, great for the MLB.
1: And it's interesting. So you mentioned all the New York teams and how you know the football teams stink. The hockey teams aren't bringing home Stanley Cups. The NBA teams aren't bringing home NBA championships. Well, the Yankees ain't bringing home World Series either. No, they're not. They're right there. They're right there. You know, they're they're well run and they're competitive. But the Yankees ain't winning either. Yeah, they'll spend, but they ain't winning either. And Steve Cohen, lifelong Mets fan, as everyone knows. And he feels our pain. And...
0: Not a business project.
1: Yeah, this is not a business project. This is a passion project for Steve Cohen. He wanted to own, he did want to own the Dodgers in 2012 or 2013 when they were up for sale. Um, That didn't work out. And at that point, I think Steve Cohen gave up on owning a baseball team. He was like, well, you know, I don't want to own the Royals. (laughs) He only wanted to own something big. And I don't think he could have possibly imagined that, his childhood team would become available. And when it did, he was not going to lose this one. He lost the Dodgers. He wasn't losing the Mets. He's got the Mets. It's done. We have Steve Cohen. We have an influx of money. Like you said, we have a guy that's going to invest in all the things that are necessary to, you know, winning in 2021 would be awesome. I'd love to hoist the World Series trophy for the first time in my life next year. But I'm worried about, you know, let let me let me be this way. I don't care. I'm I want four. I want five. I want them to keep winning. I want sustained success here. I want the Mets to be a team be the East Coast Dodgers that are in the hunt all the time. And, you know, they'll they'll win. They'll win. I firmly believe Steve Cohen is going to lead this team to winning. He's going to spare no expense to build the correct front office personnel so that we can build this sustainable winner. And then if there's a free agent that's out there or a player like Francisco Lindor available via trade that you can get by flexing some financial muscle, Steve Cohen is not going to be afraid to flex some financial muscle. It's, it is unbelievably how much of a difference the Mets are about to be from what they've been for most of our adult lives. I mean, we're used to the Mets being run the way they are. And, you know, I see people on Twitter and it's it's always, you know, a mid-market mindset. That's how it's always been. And, you know, two-year deals is all that I'll do. Two-year deal for Wilson Ramos. You know, guys like that, like, you you do need role players like that. It's not like they're going to build a superstar team, you know, up and down. But now you can consider them players for anyone. Like you said, JT Realmuto. The Mets can be in on him if they want to be. George Springer, Mets can be in on him if they want to be. Trevor Bauer, Mets can be in on him if they want to be. You name a player, the Mets can be in on him. And that is a drastic change from basically our entire lives since Madoff happened. You know, pre-Madoff, they were able to play and you know, Carlos Beltran and Carlos Delgado and Pedro Martinez and Tom Glavin. They made, you know, Billy Wagner. They made significant moves with Bernie Madoff's money. But now Steve Cohen's coming in, and the Mets are going to be able to play. And I can't wait. You know, team building, organizational building, it's it's what I love. I love it so much. And Steve Cohen's going to make it so much more fun. Like, now I could dream of, huh, what awesome player can the Mets bring in? Oh, in the draft, the Mets are going to invest how much more into scouting? So the draft and building up a farm system will be even better. I mean... That's part of the whole East Coast Dodgers thing, is the Dodgers invest a ton of money into scouting domestically for the draft and internationally. The Dodgers are players in Asia. The Dodgers are players in Cuba. The Mets need to be players in Asia and Cuba and Mexico and all these places. They need to be players worldwide. Then in the draft, you need to make sure you're getting high-end talent, much like they've done the last couple of years and they have a good scouting department in place, but if you can add to it, that's even better. And the East Coast Dodgers is about analytics, being able to spend money where it sees fit. And I I don't wanna hear I don't want to hear fans in my mentions, or I guess read. I don't hear you in my mentions, unless you send a weird voice memo, which I don't want. Um, but if like I when I read you in my mentions, the Mets don't need Francisco Lindor. I don't give a crap about what the Mets need. Because guess what? The Dodgers didn't need Mookie Betts. But you know what they did? They went and got him because he's a superstar player. The Mets don't need Francisco Lindor. Sure. But guess what? He's a superstar player. And if he's available, the Mets should be trying their ass off to go get him. And that's what the Dodgers do. And that's what I want the Mets to do. It should be built from within. You know, Walker Bueller for the Dodgers. You know, Kershaw was obviously built from within. Corey Seager. All these guys. And then... You supplement them with stars. So building from the farm is important. Whether and that's not a small market thing to do. That's not a you know mid-market mindset. Building from within is a big market mindset. If you invest more money into it, then your prospects are going to become the stars of your team. And then you go ahead and you get the Mookie Bettses, you get the Francisco Lindors, you get the George Springers for whatever you need to plug in that you can't fill with your prospects. The Mets are going to be in that conversation. And it's gonna be it's gonna come soon. Uh I can't wait. This month of November, you know, it's gonna be crazy. All the podcasts that we're gonna be putting out, I feel like almost every podcast for the rest of the, the next two months something cool is going to happen in between each podcast. I just I just feel that coming. That like on Tuesday we'll record and uh you know the deal's closed then you know they're interviewing so and so for GM. Like maybe that's this tu- this coming Tuesday and then the following Tuesday, oh the Mets maybe made a small signing from a guy who had his option declined. Um and then the next week is something else. Like I think every week you're going to have something happening. This offseason is going to be I think it's going to be electric, and I cannot wait.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you, honestly. When you look at it, um, electric is the right way to put it, where there's just so much to discuss, there, you know, and, and the fact that this is just an emergency episode, right? Like, by the time you and I sit down Tuesday afternoon, who knows what we could be talking about by then. That feeling around the Mets where it's week to week, where, you know, they're always going to be the conversation in the off season. It's just one that hasn't existed in a very, very long time. And I think if you're in that clubhouse, that has to make you feel a different way, right? And not everybody pays attention to those things. But in the age of social media, I mean, you don't know dang well. Noah Syndergaard is sitting there watching Twitter or Marcus Stroman, who's always on Twitter and going, "They, we got who? Like, they got who? Like, this is the money coming in? This is the place to be? I mean, it's just, you know, and this is a different kind of example, but it is one where I've seen some success, and I know they had a tough Thursday night, but they're still competitive and they're still building the right kind of culture and place. You look at the Panthers right now since David Tepper came in. He came in and and gave a coach almost $70 million. They spent some money in free agency. They feel like they have the right people there. A lot of people believe they have what's going to be the hottest head coaching candidate in Joe Brady as their offensive coordinator. They were able to go out and pay him to get him from the championship LSU team. Like, that's a good model to look at, and you, you see what ownership can do for a place. It really is special. It really does matter. And I think that in baseball, the effect can be much bigger because there's not a salary cap. That's where it's like, oh, this can be taken to the next level because you can directly go buy players on this market to fill the holes that we have right now to build a winner right now so we'll wrap it up right there joe closing thoughts and as always we will be back tuesday with another show and a lot more exciting stuff to break down
1: oh we'll be back tuesday but we had to get together today i mean there's no way the show's been about for months there is there is no way that the day that steve cohen got approved by everyone that needed to approve him you know there was word of oh he'll get approved by the owners on Friday and then you know it might be a couple weeks before the mayor's office does it and it can't close until the mayor's do it but done done check check box all done i i couldn't be happier it is genuinely one of the happiest days as a Mets fan that i've probably had and that's a little sad i guess cuz i've been a Mets fan for quite a long time but I'm just so optimistic for the future of this team, the immediate future and the long-term future. Getting a guy like Steve Cohen is a game changer that cannot be under. Like, we can't say anymore. <laughs> we can't say any more clearly the difference that this is going to make. His net worth, about $15 billion, is more than the second, third, and fourth owner in baseball combined. Like, this guy is not just rich, he is way richer than everybody else. So the impact is going to be drastic. I think the impact is going to be immediate. And I think the impact is going to be longstanding. And hallelujah, the Mets are coming. Um, little brother, no more. Yankees, you enjoy your 27 World Series. Mets are coming for more. And we're coming right now. So look out. i um, beyond excited. I'm sure I'm making that pretty obvious by the way I'm talking. But uh no, it's it's an amazing day and everyone listening to this podcast you deserve it. You know, you've you've gone through being a Mets fan just like Connor, just like me. You know, we've we've been through it all these years and the fact that Mets fans have stuck by this team despite all the crap that we've been put through. It's a credit to us. i'll 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 say it it's a credit to us fans sticking with this team through thick and thin and things are going to change now and with things changing enjoy the hell out of it let's not let's not get a mindset where we get upset if they don't sign every big free agent no no let's not do that let's get excited things are changing the mets are going to be a legitimate player not just in the national league but in all of baseball and that's going to be the way it's going to be for the foreseeable future. Let's get excited. Let's go
0: Mets. That's right. New era of Mets baseball. We'll catch you guys and you got to stick with us now. This is where the fun gets started next week.
1: For the ones standing guard, for the eagle eyed, for the knights in shining armor, and for all those who support them. We are Granger, your experienced safety partner. Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. Committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call slash safety or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
0: Get on Team Shaq with WinBet. We're playing parlays, boosting odds, and laying the wildest prop bets. Don't miss another game. Download the WinBet Sports Betting app today.
1: Sign up today and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 first-time wager on a straight bet or parlay. That's $200 that you can use for all the upcoming basketball action,
0: including the men's basketball tournament. If you bet at least $500 during the first and second round of the tournament, you can get a trip to the five-star rated Win Las Vegas. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at WinBet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.